Thanks for listening to this message from 110. For more information about 110, you can go to 110wv.com or follow us at 110wv. Awesome, awesome. Hey, I am so glad you guys are here tonight. Are you guys excited to be here tonight? Yeah, that's right. If I haven't got a chance to meet you yet, my name is Devin, and I'm the youth pastor here, and we are so excited for tonight, and I believe that we are going to jump into a brand new series tonight, and God's going to speak to us tonight, right? And so we, we have a saying here at 110 that note takers are, that's right, we believe that note takers are history makers. So if this is your first time here, maybe your first time back in a while, I want to encourage you, take some notes tonight, pull your phone out, put it on airplane mode, right, so no one distracts you right? You don't want that happening. Or grab a notebook, do something, take some notes tonight, because I believe God wants to speak to you. He wants to change you. He wants to do something really cool in all of us, leaders included, right? And so um, if you have a Bible, you can turn to the book of Acts, as we're going to be, Acts chapter 28. Um, If your Bible glows, don't worry, we're reading out of the New Living Translation, so you can go there. If you don't have a Bible, it will be on the screen when we get there, but we're going to be in the book of Acts chapter 28. Now, before we get started, I want to tell you a couple of things. First, how many of you all just are so thankful for our worship team? You guys are, are you guys thankful for them? Yeah, right? So in a couple of weeks, we are having worship night. Listen, it is going to be incredible. Ben, this is just for you, bro. Like, make sure, you, make sure you're here, right? In a couple of weeks, worship night. And listen, it's going to be amazing. I've been talking to Pastor Mitch about it. We're going to have a full band in here, right? So we're going to have drums, guitars. It is going to be incredible. And we're going to be telling you more about that in just a few weeks. But it's going to be the last Monday night of this month, right? So... Um, I believe it's the 25th. We'll give you all the details, all the information um, next week. But I just want to tell you, we're going to have a worship night. And it's going to be incredible. I'm so excited for it. Make sure you're here for that night. And so tonight, we're starting a brand new series. And we're talking about something really cool. But before we get into it, I want to ask you a question. How many of you all love the shows like Fixer Upper or like when they do something, they change someone's house? Come on, you can raise your hand. That's okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Toss your hands. Better be raised because if not, you're lying in church. And so... um, you know, you're watching, like, Fixer Upper, you know, you watch Chip and Joanna Gaines, and I really like those shows, too, because, like, it's really cool to watch someone who has vision for something that was nothing, and they turn it around to something really cool. I think, I think that's awesome. But if we're honest, I think sometimes the mentality of fixing it up has snuck its way into the church in certain areas that we just say, we'll just fix it up later. And I think that that has, has really happened in family. We'll just fix our family up later. We'll get it all together later, right? Like, hey, I'm just going to date whoever I want, hang out with whoever I want, marry whoever I want. If I don't like him, you know, whatever, we'll fix it up later. We'll get a divorce. It's not a big deal. And we'll fix it up later. But I believe this with all of my heart that we, don't, we shouldn't have to fix it up later because God gave us a blueprint to do it better now, right? And so over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about this idea a family, how do we build it better? We're calling the series Building Better, right? Building Better. That's what we're going to be talking about for the next few weeks. Now, listen, in this series, we're going to have a lot of fun, right? For the next, next couple of weeks, we are going to have tons of fun. Tonight, I'm laying the groundwork for the fun, right? So it's going to be more of a serious message because I believe this, that what God gave me, he was saying, if you fix it here, You can have a lot of fun here, right? Not just in the series, but in life, right? If you fix the groundwork and build it better, you can have a lot of fun. So we're gonna have a lot of fun over the next few weeks, right, over in this series. But tonight, we're gonna gonna break this idea down and we're gonna start in the book of Acts. 
chapter 28, and we're going to read verses 1 through 9. They're going to put it on the screen right now. And it says this. Once we were safe on shore, we learned that we were on the island of Malta. Everyone say Malta. Right? And the people of the island, they were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy, so they built a fire on the shore to welcome us. And as Paul was gathering an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire, a poisonous snake driven out by the heat bit him on the hand. The people on the island saw that it was hanging from his hand and said to each other, these are great people, uh, a murderer, no doubt. Though he escaped the sea, justice will not permit him to live. And check this out. But Paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed. This is how you know these people should not be in life. The people waited for him to swell up and die. Man, what a crowd. Uh, but when they had waited long, a long time and they saw that he wasn't harmed, they changed their minds and decided that he was a god. So now, uh, next verse, near the shore there were, uh, where we landed, there was this uh, idea, this person, this, big, this guy who was really in charge of the island named Publius, right? So he was the chief officer of the entire island, a big deal in the island, right? So he comes and he welcomes all of the people. And he treats them kindly for three days. As it happened, his father was really, really sick. He had a fever. He was not doing very well. So he goes in, and he talks to Paul. And he says, Paul, can you pray for him? I mean, I know you just got bit by a snake. It's supposed to kill you. It didn't kill you. Can you pray for my, for my dad? And so Paul goes in, and he lays his hands on him, and he healed the man. Then all the other sick people on the island came, and they were healed. So I want to talk to you guys from this subject for the next few moments, just really quickly. Um, from the bite to the blessing. We're going to talk about that just for the next few moments. You can write that at the top of your page if you're taking notes. From the bite to the blessing. From the bite to the blessing. Can we pray? God, thank you so much that you're here tonight. God, I pray that as we open your word and, and look at this, this text with Paul, God, I pray that you change us, that you rearrange us. God, you, you do something different in us. God, I pray that um, over the next few moments, I decrease and you increase. And God, I pray that we all leave changed. Holy Spirit, you do what only you can do. Change us. Let us leave different. God, help us build better. Help us build a family better. Help us build relationships better. Help us build our life better. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So in this text tonight, we see this guy named Paul. Everyone say Paul. Paul. So we see this guy named Paul. Now I want to give you some context so that we understand what just happened. If you if you spent some time in church, you may know some of this story. If you haven't, no worries. I want to catch us all up so we all understand what just happened. Paul has been preaching about Jesus, right? So he's been a, kind of like past, a pastor preaching about Jesus. He's been arrested because he's preaching Jesus, right? So he's arrested on a boat on his way to Rome to, be, to go to the trial, okay? So he's a, a prisoner on a boat on his way to Rome. All of a sudden, this hurricane hits, like a legit huge hurricane. Hurricane hits, tears the boat apart, all right? Now Paul is a prisoner but has to swim for his life in the middle of a hurricane. He's swimming for his life. He gets to this island called Malta. Man, we're finally here. It's awesome. We're so glad we're not, like, dying in the, in the water, right? So Paul is trying to help them do something. It's cold. It's rainy. He wants to, they want to build a fire. So Paul goes over, and he starts to serve. He starts to be like Jesus, right? He starts, I'm going to help them out. I'm going to pick up some sticks, and I'm going to put them on the fire. As he does that, a snake comes out and bites him, and it's hanging from his hand. Side note, Anytime you take a step to be more like Jesus, there will be things that attack you, right? Anytime you're like, I'm going to worship bigger, 
There'll be something in your brain that says, don't do that, Emma. That's a little crazy. I don't know if you can handle it. And anytime you're like, I'm going to trust Jesus more, read my Bible. I, I don't know if you should do that, Rachel. Like, there, I don't know if you have enough time for that. And there will always be something if you take a step closer to Jesus. Paul was acting like Jesus, and he is serving. And now a snake is hanging from his hand, a very poisonous snake, one that they, the people on the island are, are assuming Paul is going to die. Literally, a snake. Can you imagine? I, I'm not going to lie. Didn't tell Tasha this, um, but one, someone who attends 110, her name's Jada, if you guys know her, has a pet snake. I really wanted to bring it tonight because um, I thought that would be awesome, like put it on like Caleb and be like, here, Caleb, hold this snake, right? But like I didn't, y'all can thank me later, right? But a real snake hanging from Paul's hand, right? Pretty, pretty crazy. Now, I think we're going to look at this text about Paul and I want to talk about something really quick, and we're going to worship again at the end. But we're going to talk about how do we build better. And if you're taking notes, you can write this down. We're going to talk about three things that we need to know to build better now. How, just, just some stuff we need to know. Because remember what I said, over the next few weeks, we're going to have a lot of fun. This is going to be a really fun series. But if we don't build better now, it's going to be hard, harder then. right? And that's in life. There's some things we can choose to do today that will set us up for a win in the future with our husband, with our wife, with our kids. And you're probably thinking, hey, Pastor Devin, like, why are we talking about this? Like, I'm like 12, I'm like 15, I'm like 18. I don't think I'm going to get married anytime soon. I can't even get a date. Here's what I want you to know. If you know these things now, it helps you so much more in the future. It really does. I promise you, you can ask any leader in the room We've all made mistakes in this area. We've all made mistakes where we haven't built the best, right? And if we would have known some of this stuff earlier, it would have really helped us, right? And so that's what we're going to be talking about. And so we're going to look at Paul. Remember, he's, a snake is hanging from his hand, and this is the first point I want you to write down, something we need to know to build better. Here it is. We've all been bitten. If we want to build better, if we want to have this thing and do it better, we have to know We've all been bitten. We've all, we've all been bitten. Maybe you, you hear that and you're like, hey, um, Pastor Devin, I, the last time I checked, I wasn't bitten by a snake. Uh, that didn't happen to me. You know what's crazy? Bill, you wouldn't believe this, man. There are so many adults who walk through life with snakes hanging from their hands. Crazy. So many of us, so many adults some of us in this room tonight, we have snakes hanging from us. We've been bitten. All of us. I've been bitten. You've been bitten, right? Because I think that when we talk about snakes, we're not just talking about like an actual snake. I'm going I'm to tell you a couple of things that a snake could be in your life that could affect how you build better later, a relationship with your family, with your marriage, with your kids, right? What about this one? Something that has happened to you. A snake could be something that's happened to you. Abuse, right? Maybe, maybe in your family, a physical abuse, verbal abuse, it just happened to you, and you've been bit. Because now, like, in your life, it's just normal. And you've pushed it down, and you've pushed it down, and you've pushed it down, and you're walking into relationships, and you're lashing out at people, and you're angry all the time, and you're frustrated because you never dealt with the bite and there's still a snake hanging from you because something happened, happened to you. Or, or maybe it wasn't that it happened to you, 
but something didn't happen for you. Like your dad wasn't there. Your mom wasn't there. Maybe you were raised by your grandparents and one of your grandparents died when you were younger and something happened, didn't happen for you. They weren't there like they should have been. And now like you have that snake hanging from you because you've been bit. And if we're not careful, we'll be bit by things and we won't deal with them. And we'll walk through life with these wounds and we'll try to go into relationships and we'll try to build better. But really what we're doing is we're building on pain and we're building on frustration. Maybe, well, maybe it's not that, but maybe it's something that you see. Because maybe, maybe your mom has dealt with anxiety all of her life and you've seen it and now you pick up on it and now it's a pattern. And now it's not just something that your mom has to deal with, it's something you have to deal with. And now it's part of your life because you've been bitten by what you see and it's who you are. Or, or maybe it's not that, but maybe let's just pretend, let's say Emma's parents, the only way Emma's parents like deal with any tension in their family is just scream at each other, like just all the time. And like for Emma, maybe that's just normal. It's what, it's what she knows. And then she builds on, well, that's just how you handle tension. You just yell. And if we're not careful, we've been bit by all of these things. Or maybe it's something you didn't even see happen and it was passed down before you were born like an addiction. And it was something your parents have dealt with. And now it's just part of you. And you're like, where did this come from? We've all been bitten. And I want you to understand, I don't want anyone in the room tonight as we're talking about building a better family to think like, what is wrong with me? Because I have snakes. We all have snakes. Every single one of us. I have them. Bill has them. Right? Every person in this room has them. And if we're not careful, we'll be comfortable with the snake and not deal with it, and we won't build the family God wants us to build. Right? Because remember, we want to have fun in life. We're going to do this thing like God asked us to. But we all have snakes. Right? And what's crazy is Paul is having a snake literally hanging from his hand. And the Bible tells us that everyone around watches him. You know what that tells me? You guys can put this quote up because it's really long. Go ahead and put it up. Oftentimes, every single person knows you have a snake before you know you have a snake. And that's why it's so important to ask God for help. Because we've all been bitten. And maybe for some of you in the room tonight, when I went over some of the things snakes could potentially be, you're like, yep, that was me. I know that one. Like, like, I know that my dad wasn't there. Like, you definitely, I, that's, that's my snake. Or maybe you're like, yep, I definitely know that, like, arguing and anxiety, yep, that's, that's my snake. But others of us, we don't know. And oftentimes, the people around us know we're dealing with something before we do. And that's why we have to ask God for help. We can't do this thing alone. If I get up here and give you a whole bunch of self-help and no God help, I'm no help. I have to give you Jesus help. God wants to help you. God wants to change you. Yeah, that's okay. You should clap to that. Yeah, thank you. You know, when someone claps, we can clap with them because this is not a self-help conversation. This is saying, hey, we want to build better. We want to build on Jesus. We want to build on this word because you know what? God knows how we should build our life, right? And so... Paul is here hanging with the snake, right? And what I have learned is, is this. When we don't deal with the snakes in our life, you don't deal with that thing that's been passed down. You don't deal with that thing you've seen. You don't deal with that stuff. 
when you don't deal with it, it will eventually shoot poison into your life. Then when you don't deal with it, you don't deal with what bit you, it will eventually shoot poison into your life. Paul was, these people were watching and they're expecting, can you imagine, like, let's just pretend you got bit by a snake and I'm like, what you doing, bro? I'm just watching to see when you die. That's creepy. That's weird. Like, yeah, could you imagine, like, I'm not going to help you. I'm going to watch you die. That's what's happening. They're staring at Paul like, all right, I'm, re- I'm ready. Like, you going to die yet? That's what's happening. It's weird. But, like, what's crazy is if we don't deal with the snakes, we might not die physically. But the enemy is watching us die spiritually. He's watching us say, you're going to struggle with that over and over and over again because you didn't deal with it. And now I don't have to attack you because you're not dealing with the first one. I, just, I did one thing before you were born, and now you're not dealing with it, so that's, that's all you got. It's, it's crazy to me, so many of us, myself included. And what I have learned, like when Tasha and I first got married and we started, you know, building a family together, is that I had a lot of snakes She had a lot of snakes. And what I learned is that if we aren't careful, we'll take the snake that bit us in this season and we'll carry it over to this season. We'll take the snake from being single into being married. We'll take our problems from middle school and they'll be our problems in college because we never dealt with the snake. And I think tonight, In fact, I know tonight, God wants to set us free. God wants to change us. God wants to, he doesn't want you to stay stuck with a whole bunch of snakes. He wants to change things. But before he can change it, we have to understand we've all been bitten. There's no one in this room who is better than anyone else. We all have things we've struggled with. Some of our families look great on the outside, but struggle on the inside. Some of our families look terrible on the outside, and they are terrible on the inside. We've all been bitten by different things when it comes to family. So Paul is here with this, with this snake hanging from his hand, and Paul does the craziest thing in the entire Bible. He just shakes it off. What? It's a poisonous snake hanging from your hand, and he just shakes it off into the fire. That's crazy to me. And I think what Paul was trying to show us, I think what God was trying to teach us in this text when it comes to family and building better is yeah, we've all been bitten, but here's the second point I want you to write down, is this, is the longer that you wait, the harder it is to shake. The longer you wait, the harder it is, it's gonna be to shake it off. The harder it's gonna be to, to deal with it. The longer that you wait to deal with it, the harder it becomes. Because when the snake first bit Paul and he just like shakes it off, it really hasn't latched on. He hasn't really like started like injecting venom. It's just, it's just there. But listen, if you don't deal with it now, you're going to let it latch on and be a part of your life for years. For years. Listen, I'm just going to pick on Bill because, you know, Bill's a little bit older than me. I I'm, I'm promise you if you ask Bill, Bill will tell you, what you don't deal with when you're in high school, it doesn't go away by itself. Those wounds, those things, the stuff that's hanging from our hands, if we want to build a better family, you got to deal with it at some point. And it's a lot easier to deal with it 
when it first happens. It's a lot easier to deal with it in middle school and high school than it is to wait till you're married and have to talk about something that, yeah, this happened to me when I was in fifth grade and my, my dad walked out and it was and created this. And yeah, listen, now let me just say this, side note. God can restore anything. God will restore anything. No matter what stage of life that you're at, no matter where you're at, God will restore anything. But God wants to do it now. God wants to do it now. Now, I want to take a, a, a few seconds because I think if we talk about shaking the snake, I want to talk about a few seconds some lies that we believe. Because I think we, we believe some lies about the snake. Because like we, we could say, like, hey, Parker, you better shake the snake, bro. And you're like, yeah, that sounds great. But there's some lies the enemy will tell us that we will end up believing that will keep us stuck. And can I tell you, there are adults everywhere that they wait longer to shake the snake, and it's harder for them because they believe a couple of lies. Here's one I want you to write down. A lie that we believe, it will go away on its own. That's a lie that we believe. It's a lie that we believe that the snake will just go away on its own. We'll be, we'll be fine. Like, I'll be fine. It'll just, it'll just go away on its own. And can I just tell you, no, it won't go away on its own. Like, this is the idea when we believe, and maybe you've heard this saying before, that time heals all wounds. No, time doesn't heal all wounds. Time just put lay, puts layers and layers and layers over the wounds, and it's still there. Only Jesus can heal a wound. Only Jesus can fix it. And if we just think it's going to go away on its own, we'll just get more and more and more snakes. Here's another lie that we believe that keeps us stuck from shaking it. People's, people are going to judge me if I shake it. People, people are going to judge me. If I, if I come up here tonight, like at the end of the service, I'll just kind of tell you where we're going. At the end, I believe God wants to set you free from some snakes. I believe God wants to change you, and he wants to help you build better today. Like he wants to do it. Like I really do believe with all of my heart when I was preparing this message, I believe it, that God wants to change us and do something incredible tonight. And you know what's going to happen in the back of your brain? Rachel will think, I can't go up there. Because if I go up there, Caitlin's going to know that I'm dealing with this. And now people are going to judge me. Can I just say this? If people can't stand with you when you're stuck in it, they don't deserve to stand with you when you're free from it. That when people, if someone is unwilling to stand with you, and say, I'm here with you. I don't care if you are the only person in this room who walks up front tonight. I'll walk up with you because if people can't stand with you, they don't deserve to be with you when you're free. They don't deserve to be with you when God's doing something in your life because they didn't stand with you when it was hard, right? On the flip side, let's be people tonight who stand with others. Let's be people who say, I'm gonna stand with you. Like, if Caitlin has to come up front and she's a little nervous, we should be people who can look to our friend and say, Rachel, I need you to come up front with me. All right, let's go. Why? Because we're in this thing together. We're better together. A lie is that people will judge you. No, people won't judge you. People will say, I wish I had the courage to do it. I wish I had the courage to shake the snake. I wish I could do that, right? Here's another lie that we believe. This is another lie. I like the snake. I would never believe that, Pastor Devin. That's crazy. No, see, here's, here's what I, I think. You, you don't say you like the snake, but you like being comfortable. And we stay stuck in our comfort and we try to build a family on comfort instead of Christ. And can I tell you, the only thing that can make you build better is building on Jesus, not building on a past wound, not building on what you feel stuck in, not building on what's comfortable, but saying, Jesus, where do I need to change so I can build better, right? 
I don't want to stay stuck in the snake. Listen, can I just tell you this? The snake that's making you feel comfortable, what it's doing, it's rocking you to sleep so it can kill you. That's what it's doing, right? It is rocking you to sleep so that way you stay comfortable and, and, and just saying, I'm, I'm good, I'm fine. And maybe you like the snake because it gets you attention. Let's just be real tonight, right? Like maybe you like the snake because like, yeah, I get attention out of it because I, I, I lean into where, what happened to me. And can I tell you, listen, yes, God wants to speak to it. Yes, God wants to heal it. But God wants to pull you out of that. God wants to say, no, no, no. You're not defined by that mess. You're defined by Jesus, right? Here's another lie. This is a, I think this is the last one, is that I already shook it. I did shake the snake. This is the big one. This is where people get stuck a lot. Is they wait to shake the snake because they tell themselves, I already did it. And can I just be honest? If you did not have a moment with Jesus where you said, God, you can take it. You can take my pain from my mom walking away. You can take my unforgiveness from my dad not being there. If you didn't have a moment with Jesus, you didn't shake it. You buried it. You covered it. You said, here you go. Let me just put some dirt over it and act like it's not there. And can I tell you, buried wounds are still open wounds. That if we don't uncover it and we don't give it to Jesus, it doesn't do anything. Jesus is the only one that can heal. Tonight, when I ask you, hey, do you have some snakes you want to deal with? I'm not going to ask you what your snakes are. No one in this room is going to ask you what your snakes are. You know why? Because I can't do anything about it. Jesus can do something about it. And telling ourselves that we did it without giving it to Jesus is not doing anything. And let me, be, let me be fair here. Let me be quick and honest. Shaking the snake is a process. It's a process. It's not just something we do once and we're like, all right, we're done forever. Now, do I believe Jesus can do a miracle and change it in a moment forever? Absolutely. I believe that with all of my heart. But I also believe sometimes we have to shake the snake of pain of our parent walking away and then we have to live life and we're like, oh, it's great. And then all of a sudden, out of absolutely nowhere, something bites us and we're like, where did that come from? It's time to shake again. So I'm done with this again, right? That sometimes it's a process. Sometimes it requires it over and over and over and over and over again. And can I tell you, God is not just the God of the miracle. God is the God of the process. And he will walk through with you. He'll be there with you. He'll say, I'm here with you. I'll help you do it over and over and over again. If you just give it to me, I'll take care of all of it. And I want you to understand that, yes, you might come up here and shake the snake and be, I'm free. It's awesome. And you might get in your car. And out of absolutely nowhere, a feeling hits you. And you're like, I can't forgive them. It's time to shake the snake again, right? It's a process, right? And so now I, I, want, I want to say this too, is that if you decide to shake the snake tonight, it's a decision that you have to make consistently, right? And sometimes you have to make the decision over and over again, but you have to be consistent to understand it's easier for me to do now than to do later. It's easier for me to shake the snake now than to wait until I'm older. It is so much easier because the longer that you wait, the more collateral damage that there is. The longer you wait to shake the snake, 
the more collateral damage happens to people around you. Because when you deal with it in high school, it's me and Jesus. When you're married, my wife gets some of the collateral damage. I'm speaking from personal experience here. That when I have to deal with things that I've went through, she gets it. She gets some of it. That I lashed out at her and I have attitude towards her. And she's like, what is wrong? And I'm like, I'm just dealing with something. It's the truth. I'm dealing with Jesus. But now she gets some of the issue. She gets some of the problem. It's so much easier to do it now. You know, there's this, there's this text. I promise you I'm, I'm almost done with this point and we'll move on and we'll worship. But there's this text in the book of Exodus. And let me kind of catch you up what's happening. Basically, there's this guy named Moses. Everyone say Moses. Right? So there's a guy named Moses, and there's these, uh, the Egyptians and the Israelites. The Egyptians have the Israelites as slaves, right? So the king of Egypt is king over two groups of people, and God wants to set the Israelites free from slavery. So what God says is he says, hey, I'm going to send a whole bunch of plagues to the Israelites, now, uh, or to the Egyptians, sorry. Now, what a plague is, a plague is something God would send to get their attention. So he would send things like this. You can read about in Exodus. Um, he, taught, he sent things like locusts. Right? And when he sends locusts, it's not just like one locust, it's like everywhere. He would send things like boils, that's disgusting. Um, he would turn the water to blood, right? He did these things to get the attention. One of the, the plagues that he did was frogs. Now, this one would get me. Can you imagine opening your door, frogs everywhere? You go to get in bed, pull the covers down, frogs. They were everywhere, everywhere. And the king of Egypt was so tired of the frogs, he calls Moses in and he says, Moses, you've got to do something about this guy. You've got to do something. Like, call God, figure it out. Like, we, we can't deal with these frogs. And something crazy happens. And I want you to see it. In Exodus chapter 8, uh, verse 8. Could you put that up on the screen for me? Thank you so much. So Pharaoh, which is the king of, king of Egypt, right? So the king gets a hold of Moses and he comes and he says, hey, please, please pray to God. Please deal with this. Like, we can't do this anymore. These frogs are enough. Can you go to the next verse? And so Moses says, all right, you tell me when. You're the king. You tell me when you want me to pray to God, and I'll do it. You tell me. And then all of your houses will be free from the frogs. You just tell me when, right? You just tell me when. And then the king says something insane. Do it tomorrow. Bro. There are about 2.3 million frogs in Egypt right now. And God wants to do it right now? And your answer is, do it tomorrow. This is what happens with the snake in our life. A lot of the times we say, do it tomorrow. Hey, take it tomorrow, God. Do it, do it next week because right now I'm kind of comfortable with it. Hey, God, I'll shake it next week. And then next week turns into next month, and next month turns into next year. And we're saying, God, just do it tomorrow. And I want you to, if you don't get anything else tonight, I want you to write this down. God wants to take the snake today, so don't wait until tomorrow to give it to him. God wants to take it today. God wants to take that thing that is affecting how you're building your family. God wants to take that thing that's affecting how you're building your life. God wants to take that thing today. Don't wait until tomorrow to give it to him. Don't wait, right? God wants to take it today. 
Paul is in this place, has a snake hanging from his hand, shakes the snake out into the fire. And I want you, you'll have to read this later because I don't have time to read it, so I'm skipping a couple verses here. But what happens is Paul shakes the snake, he's healed, everyone thinks he's a god. And now the king, the official over the entire island, comes to him and says, Paul, my dad is sick. Can you do anything about it? And and, and Paul does this crazy thing. He goes in, and the Bible says, you'll have to read it. I think it's in verse 7 or 8. He puts his hands on his dad, and he heals his dad. Seth, you know what's crazy? The Bible says, Paul put his hands on the man and healed him. You know what's crazy about that? The same hand that was bit is now a blessing. The same hand, the same hand that was a problem now has purpose. The same hand that was bit in your life can become a blessing if you let it. Here's the third point I want you to write down. The blessing always comes after we shake. It always comes after we shake. Paul is shaking the snake, and now the, 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 the leader of the island is like, come and pray for my dad. And he comes in, and he lays his hands on his dad, and he heals him. He takes what the enemy meant for evil, and he turns it for good. He takes the thing that the enemy wanted to destroy him with, and he turns it around for healing. Can I tell you, there are things in your life, things in my life, that the enemy wants to destroy us with. The snakes. He doesn't want us to build a good family. He wants you to stay stuck in the same cycle that your family has been stuck in for years. And God wants to take the thing that was a bite and turn it into a blessing. You know, I think the reason Paul could shake off the snake so easily was he understood a really powerful principle is that what God does for you is never just for you. That the reason Paul could shake the snake was because he knew their healing depended on it. Their breakthrough depended on it. This island was going to be changed because of what what God did in me. And can I tell you, What God does in you is for your family later. What he does tonight, what he does while you're in middle school and high school, what he does while you're following Jesus now, helps you build better later. It helps you take what was a bite and turn it into a blessing. And I think that sometimes, I know for me and and Tasha, I, I have felt this and there have been times when I'm trying to deal with something, and she's trying to deal with something, and I've realized this really powerful principle. They're going to put it on the screen, but the degree of freedom that you walk in determines the degree of freedom your family will walk in. I've learned this, that if I'm not free, my family can't be free. If I'm not free... Tasha can't be free. If she's not free, I can't be free. The degree that I walk in freedom determines what my family walks in. Let me explain. 
I'm going to invite the band back up. So just stay connected with me. I promise I'm almost done. But if you dealt with, like, remember the example we said, if your family always yelled and screamed and that was your snake. If that's your snake and you don't deal with it, you get married and now you're trying to deal with it and you're just screaming at your wife. You're just screaming at your husband. And now because you're not free, they're not free. And I've learned that in the life of Jesus, he, ta he taught us this. You can read it later. I'm not going to put it on the screen because I'm running out of time. But in Matthew chapter 7, he, he talks about not judging others. And, he, and Jesus is telling us this crazy story. He says, hey, don't try to get the speck out of Caleb's eye until I get the plank of wood out of my eye. And now, in context, he's talking about not judging someone. But I believe that can happen. It, it, it applies to what we're talking about tonight, too. Don't try to get you free until I'm free. And what happens is we try to build a family, but then what ends up happening is I'm not free, and I start blaming everyone else. Well, you're not free. Tasha, you have all these issues. You have all these problems. Like, you do all of this wrong. You're not free either. But Jesus says, hey, you get free so you can help them get free. You deal with what bit you, so now you can be a blessing to others. And I want to end tonight by talking about how we do that. It's going to be really, really quick. I'm going to fire these things at you, and then we're going to worship. Because I think if we talk about shaking the snake, and we talk about getting free, and we talk about how we're going to help our family be a blessing, we don't talk about how we do it, I didn't help you, right? Now remember, this is the serious part of the series we're going to get really fun over the next few weeks, but I'm going to fire these thing at you, things at you really quick. How do we shake the snake? How do we do it? Very first thing is this. We repent if we let it in. If we're the reason that it's here, if we're the reason the snake is hanging, right? If I, for some reason, I decide I'm going to let Netflix tell me how to be a, be a family instead of my family telling me how, if I, if, 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 if I did anything to let the snake in, God, I'm sorry. God, forgive me. If, I did, if, it's, if it's me, I'm sorry. Here's the second thing. Forgive what they did, right? This is where a lot of us will land tonight. Repent if you let it in. Now forgive what they did, right? Forgive what they did. Forgive when they walked away. Forgive when they weren't there. Forgive when they yelled. Forgive when they did what they should never have done to you. Forgive that. Pastor Devin, I don't think I can forgive. Listen, forgiveness is not for them. For them. Forgiveness is for you. And you cannot build a better family unless you forgive them right now. You can't get better until you forgive where you're at right now. And I, I'm not downplaying what happened to you. I'm not downplaying that it hurt. I'm not downplaying that it's really left a big wound. But I am going to upplay the fact that Jesus is bigger than all of that. He's bigger than a person. He is bigger than what they said. He's bigger than anything anyone has ever done to you or ever, ever will do to you. And if we lean into Jesus, it changes everything. Here's the last thing. If we want to shake the snake, the last thing is this. Worship your way through. Repent if you let it in. If it's me, I'm sorry. Forgive what they did. And worship your way through. Worship your way through. Listen, it's not always easy to shake the snake. It's not always easy to say, here it is, God, take it. It's not always easy. 
Sometimes it takes worship, lifting my hands and saying, God, I can't do this without you. Like, I physically can't. I have to have you. I need you. And so, I think tonight, that's where I want to land. I think it's where God wants to land. Are you going to shake the snake? Are you going to move through the rest of the series and have a lot of fun but not have any impact? Are you going to try to build your life better but be stuck in the same cycle your parents have been stuck in? Are you going to shake the snake? And tonight, I want to, I want to pray for you because this, this always isn't always been the easiest thing for me, if I'm honest. Because when you deal with something like anything that you've walked through, you have to be vulnerable with God. You have to say, God, here I am. God, change something. Do something. And I think when you're vulnerable with God, God blesses it. God sets you free. God changes it. So I want to do this. All over this room, can we just stand to our feet? And can we just close our eyes right where you're at? I don't want to, listen, no one move around. No one go to the bathroom. No one interrupt your friend. Just stand there with your eyes closed in a moment with Jesus. I want to ask you right where you're at. If you have a snake and you know you want to build a better family later, but you got to deal with this tonight. Can you just raise your hand? Not for me, but for, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, hands are up everywhere. My hand is up because we all have them. We've all been bit. God, you see every single hand in this room. God, I pray for every single person here tonight. Every single leader, every single student, every person who has committed their life to you and every person that this might be brand new to, God, I pray for all of us. God, I thank you that if we let it in, we're sorry. God, in this moment, we forgive them. We let them go. We're not gonna, we're not gonna hold on to that bitterness. We're not gonna let hold on to that frustration. We're not gonna hold on to what they did or what they said or, or when they weren't here. We're not gonna hold on to any of that anymore. And God, we're gonna worship our way through. And God, we ask right now that you take the snake. We wanna shake it off. We don't want it to hold us captive anymore. And right now, every single thing that is holding on to us, I speak at the name of Jesus, you have to go and you can't stay. That at the name of Jesus, every situation, everything we've ever seen, everything that's ever been held on to us, everything that's keeping us from building better has to bow at the name of Jesus. God, I declare freedom tonight. I declare that things change tonight. I declare that we can walk out of this knowing we can do this. We can build better. We can move forward. We can do something different. We can be different than the cycle our parents were stuck in. We can be different than the cycle our family has lived in. And God, I declare freedom tonight. Jesus, thank you so much for your love and for your freedom in this place.
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.